This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. And thank you for being with us on Levitic Wisdom. I'd like to talk to you about suffering. What is the cause of suffering? Why are we suffering? We see that there is uh, a universal spread that people of any variety, any race, creed, color, age, etc., experience suffering. And that suffering causes them limitations in their lives. So why is that more or less a universal situation? Now, the Vedic literature covers this uh, because it has several features. But first, the first side of it is the struggle for existence. Now, this is called the threefold miseries. We've covered this before. Those sufferings caused by your own mind and body, right? which you can take steps to alleviate. Train and educate the mind and senses. Take care of the body such that it doesn't fall ill or nothing of that variety. Of course, you'll have accidents and have to heal, but you can keep the body from being particularly a problem with proper maintenance and proper attention. Then there's those sufferings that are caused by other living entities upon you. Now, this category is more difficult to control because there's two influences that are causing this to happen. One is the independence of the other living entities. We all have independence, and someone may choose just to bother you, to cause you suffering, or inadvertently cause you suffering, not even knowing they're doing it, or being so stupid and so arrogant and selfish that they cause suffering wherever they go. Then the other aspect of it is suffering that you cause yourself by your own activities and choices which causes others to impose suffering upon you. If you go out and become just a nasty disrespectful, aggressive foolish, nonsense person that kind of energy comes back to you and other living entities out of nowhere manifest it. This person may do something to you, and the next person may they do too, and the next person they do too, and then, oh my goodness, where is this coming from? It's coming from the reactions to the things you did incorrectly, and it's bouncing back at you. So, understanding a good act from a bad act, understanding how to relieve yourself from karmatic reaction, understanding how to go from bad karma to good karma, is a study aspect that you can do and relieve yourself from a much of that side of things. And you will experience that in this very life. If you start being a better person, gradually better things start coming your way. And if you continue to be a nonsense, or periodically, you get a similar result. Then the third category of suffering is caused by nature the uh, uncontrolled superior forces of nature and demigods. That we see that the weather, we see that uh, too much heat, too much cold, too much rain, not enough rain, uh, too much wind, not enough wind, (laughs) earthquake, all these natural aspects of the place 
can cause suffering upon the living entities, you or I. So there's threefold miseries are here as inherent conditions of the material existence. Irrespective of if you've got an animal body, a human body, a girl body, boy body, it's here in the place because of these interactions and everybody is experiencing it, no one is free from it. And this generates anxiety and suffering. So, the next aspect of this is, first of all, you should be intelligent enough to inquire, why am I suffering? You should stop and look at this as a subject for contemplation, a subject for discussion, not a subject of anger, nasty reaction, not of uh, frustration. You have to go, wait a minute. These sufferings are coming upon me. Why? How is it repaired? What can I do? Why is my suffering different from the next guy's suffering? Oh, it's personal. Hmm. What personal acts, thoughts, deeds that I do are causing this? Let me, let me modify those things, those behaviors. And this is a sign of a self-realized person. Someone who is endeavoring to become a self-realized being and to uh, uplift his, himself by studying his predicament and making solutions. This is part of the responsibility of being in the human form of life. To analyze these significant characteristics or features of the existence that are impacting you. So the next side of it is, all of these sufferings are here in the material world during the period from birth to death when you are consciously aware of this lifetime. And that these sufferings manifest here. But they're not part of you, the eternal living entity. They're cause and effect of the place you're at, in the body you're in, and the attitude and consciousness you have. So one should try to understand, well, what is the root of this being here? What is it that's... Um, gone off the rails. What basic concept or perspective is wrong that opens me up for this environment, this experience, this predicament where this suffering is prevalent? And the Vedic literature addresses this as a serious issue because the real root here, the real cause is you've forgotten your true eternal occupational duty. You've forgotten that you are a servant by construction. You are meant to render service. That's what we are all created as, servants. And we've forgotten that we're servants of God. We've forgotten our eternal relationship with God. He is an eternal being. We are eternal beings. There's an eternal relationship then. What is that eternal relationship? He is the master. You are the servant. But we've forgotten this. And we're here in the material world trying to dominate, trying to compete for control, trying to stop the sufferings. And that's not how you do it. The revival of your God consciousness, the revival of your position as a servant to God, that's how you get there. That's the door to open, to start the healing, the rectifying of trapped in the material body, in the material world. Reviving your spiritual 
responsibility, duty, occupational duty, long time, eternal. So the Vedic literature teaches you that your forgetfulness of your eternal relationship with the Lord and your forgetfulness of your actual position as an eternal servant is the cause of suffering. And if you revive that understanding and act in that capacity, you free yourself. Because you grow closer and closer to that relationship. You revive more and more of the service mentality. You become more endeared to the Lord because the quality of service you're rendering is pleasing. When the Lord is pleased, he can liberate you. He does liberate you. He says in the Bhagavad Gita, in the Vedic literature, that I will liberate you. Simply surrender to me. Render service. Become my servant. Revive your forgotten consciousness. This is not artificial consciousness. It's revival of what's already there. You can go to school and you can become an engineer, you can become a doctor, you become an accountant, you become a ditch digger, you become all sorts of things, but they're all artificial. But the service is mentality, the service perspective is not artificial. It's always there. In any of those vocations you take up, you will be engaged in a service perspective. Maybe you're at the top of the ladder, maybe you're at the bottom of the ladder, and maybe you serve a lot, or maybe people serve you a lot, but it's all still going on on a basis of service to others. So this is where the revival of your forgotten consciousness removes suffering. Because we understand suffering is a temporary thing. It is an artificial imposition upon the mind and body. We aren't suffering in the spiritual world. There is no record, there is no information in the Vedic literature that says you suffer in the material, in the spiritual world, excuse me. You suffer in the material world. Because of these, you know, threefold miseries, we've covered that. Because of your forgetfulness, we've covered that. So the Vedic literature becomes important to you. Because the Vedic literature is intended to relieve you, revive your consciousness, educate you, re-educate you. Dear sir, you didn't know you're a very important servant. The Lord is missing you. you. There's a duty for you to perform. There's opportunity for you. But you've forgotten. You're here in this material world thinking, oh, I'm a doctor, I'm an engineer, I'm an accountant. No, sir, you're not. You're an eternal servant of the Lord and he's missing you. Please, come and render service to him again. This is the awakening process. Oh, really? The Lord cares about me? I don't even know him anymore. I don't, I don't know his name. I don't know much about him at all. I, I, I'm just kind of the way everybody else is. Oh, no, sir. You're very important. You've just forgotten. So read the Vedic literature and remember. That's what the spiritual master is here doing. He's helping you remember your eternal occupational duty. He's reviving your forgotten consciousness. He's selflessly coming into the material world after you. The Lord has sent his representative, the spiritual master, to find you, to deliver this message. Please regain your true perspective again. You've forgotten. You've been here in the material world who knows how long, trying to satisfy yourself and trying to overcome the frustration and trying to put an end to the suffering. 
And the root cause of the suffering is this forgetfulness. So the spiritual master is teaching you, reviving. Oh, sir, you're very important. You're a servant of God. Please start rendering this service again. It'll all come back to you. And it does. And your life changes. Your life purifies. Your consciousness purifies. Your habits purify. Your understanding. Your willingness to do good, to help, to, to uh, benevolently share. Always revived. So this is our responsibility in the human form of life, to revive our lost spiritual consciousness that we are eternal servants of God. So you may take a religious path. You may take a yoga path. You may take a meditation path. You may take austerity. You may take chanting. You may take a variety of paths to return to that understanding. The Vedic literature says, but do it and do it now and do it under the instruction of a bona fide spiritual master. There are different paths, but they, you have to follow a bona fide spiritual master on any of them, and you have to work at it. It's a study. Like if you want to be the doctor or the engineer or the accountant, you have to go to school and study. You have to learn how it's done, what is right and what is wrong, what is beneficial, what is not. The same thing is true in reviving your uh, consciousness as an eternal servant of the Lord. You have to go to school. The spiritual master is the teacher. This is what spiritual master means. A spiritual teacher, master, professor, topmost self-realized being, sent as a messenger, representative. Please, dear spiritual master, go into the material world and find these servants of mine that are lost in the material world trying to enjoy themselves and doing nonsense and actually just increasing their sufferings. Help them to understand in proper perspective so their sufferings can go away and they can return to active service, active duty, where they are happy. This is what we are all struggling with, not being happy, not being fulfilled, having all these imposed sufferings. So this Vedic knowledge is the opportunity for you to relieve yourself from this conception of suffering. So it says that if you become God-conscious and revive your service understanding and your service mentality, you then look upon the human society and recognize that everyone is suffering because of not reviving the spiritual understanding. And you therefore realize that the best beneficial work one can do in the human form of life to society is to help them revive this lost consciousness because it puts an end to their suffering. It doesn't alleviate it temporarily. It dissolves it. This is the potency, the power of spirit over matter. So the Vedic knowledge says that the highest welfare activity that one can perform to, in the human society is to relieve one's neighbor from all material problems. So in this way, a person who is a pure servant of the Lord is engaged in the Lord's service and engages others. So you can just see how merciful the Lord is to those who are engaged in his service. 
and risking everything for him and taking on difficult issues and problems for him and helping to relieve the most confused people, to enlighten the most lost souls. This is um, a level of engagement that is most pleasing to the Lord and most rewarding to the servant. This is how one reaches the supreme spiritual goal in the spiritual world after leaving this material body. He comes to that platform of service again and the material life, instead of becoming an endeavor and struggle for existence, becomes a practice period of able to serve and maintain that service attitude and conviction in a host of different struggling situations. Under attack, in confusion, uh, struggling with the threefold miseries, difficulties of all three simultaneously on a scale you wouldn't prescribe for yourself, but there you are in the middle of it. How do I solve it? You can solve it by maintaining that focus on the service and the eternal relationship you know will persevere when this suffering goes away. And you teach that faith, that determination, that point of view to be maintained in all circumstances to others. This is a huge benevolent step on your part. So the Vedic literature and our humble program, Vedic Wisdom, is to try to help you see your great potential is resting there unused as you're struggling, suffering, and trying to enjoy. But if you look to the Vedic literature and you listen to the spiritual master and you associate with his disciples and you question and ask and learn and understand and practice and study, you can reach the highest perfection of life and share that with others and assist others to come to the highest platform of love of God. So what are you doing with your life? How much of the problems in your life would you like to see solved? How much is your heart in need of that higher, purer, happier, benevolent standard of life? Have you come to the point you think, I can't do it. Nobody knows. Nobody understands. I'm alone in this. Has that happened to you? Then you're ready. These states of anxiety, absolute suffering, if you will, they're meant to make you stop what you're doing and go, okay, this isn't working. There's got to be a better way. Not go commit suicide or do something horrible to somebody else. It's meant to make you stop and go, wait a minute. I need real help. I need somebody who's got this figured out. Because this effort struggling predicament I'm in is not changing. It's not improving. I'm not solving the problems of my own life. I don't know the method. And if you come to that platform, you go, okay, where do I, where do I go? Who do I talk to? What do I do? The Vedic knowledge is here for that question to be answered. The spiritual master is there. He's come as a representative to find you. Maybe right here, right now, he's finding you. And he's telling me to tell you, read his books. Start with Bhagavad Gita as it is and find out who you really are and revive your eternal service and free yourself from all the sufferings and stand up again as a happy, capable, potent being. 
Let go of bad association, let go of bad experiences, let go of bad people, let go of things that are not serving you, not developing for you, not helping you. Walk away. Move away from the suffering. Find that path that soothes you, that works for you. It is there. I'm not saying it's an easy path, but there is a path for every single one of us to pull ourselves out. This is where the Vedic literature tells you, adopt the chanting of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. It purifies the consciousness and uplifts the vibration of you and everything around you. It makes the path visible. It gives you the opportunity to see and take the path. It's perceivable by you. In spite of all the chaos, you could still make it out. And the closer you get to it, and the more you chant, the further development you make. And the more you read, the further development you make. And the combination of the two, reading and chanting and hearing and trying and freedom and development, and it ends where you want to be, liberated from this struggle of existence, the threefold miseries. Stopping the sufferings that are actually plaguing everybody. This is a very, very valuable understanding. And it's here for you. The spiritual master has come for me. He's come for you. He's come for others. He's come for those that are sick of this suffering. Who know they need a solution. Who know they aren't able to overcome it alone. This isn't a sign of failure. This is a a factor that's due to the place. If you just recognize, I can't overcome it alone, how do I overcome it with help? That's the beginning of finding the answer. When one comes to that point, he's ready to receive a spiritual master. And the spiritual master will appear. Because the Lord is listening. And when he realizes you actually sincerely want a solution, you actually are fed up with the way it's going, with trying to get there yourself, with the struggle you're stuck with, and you want to know who will help me, how do I get out of this, he delivers the spiritual master to you. And the spiritual master immediately begins the process of liberation. And it's very powerful. It works very fast through the hearing and chanting. And this is why this is the prescribed method for liberation in this age, to come to the Vedic knowledge and chant the Maha Mantra. The two form the most rapid method to relieve you from spirit, uh, from material contamination and uplift you to your true spiritual identity and actions. This is a great movement. This is a great opportunity. This is uh, built upon compassionate, selfless love for you from the transcendental Lord to you, the suffering living entity embodied in a, spirit, a material body in this material world. So please, read Bhagavad Gita as it is, chant the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, find and associate with spiritual people, disciples of the spiritual master, inquire from them, inquire from the spiritual master, read the books, chant the mantra, and it begins a wonderful path of liberation from the threefold miseries of life and upliftment to your original service perspective and fixing you in the higher consciousness where you can't be shaken and you're empowered to help others do the same. What a massive change can happen to you in one lifetime, less than 
one lifetime. In but a very short period of time, you can make this transition with this potent, powerful process. This is how mercy is manifest in the material world, by providing you something unshakable, unbeatable, powerful, useful, wonderful for your benefit. This is not something I can do for you. This is something the Lord does for all of us. And our responsibility is to share and guide people to the spiritual master, Srila Prabhupada. Make people realize you have what's required. You are a great being. You're in a difficult situation. Let's change that situation. Everything will be much better, quickly. It's a beautiful chain of events. It gets better and better the further you go down the path. So read the Bhagavad Gita, chant the Maha Mantra, surrender to Srila Prabhupada, our spiritual master, and bring yourself out of this suffering. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.